0: What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy.
1: We are officially live, and I am very, very lucky because I was able to convince Nathan To be able to spend about 45 minutes with me uh, so we could talk about his wholesaling business, investing business, uh, creative finance, Nathan.
0: I I dabble in a little creative finance. I wouldn't say I'm the master. There's a lot of people out there better than me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that. that, I mean applies to us all. I think we can say that. So uh, I, I got him for 45 minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna grill him. He's doing some amazing amazing things uh, inside of his business. I've been following him for some time now, uh, and uh, and he was gracious enough to give us a, a, a little bit about what he's been doing. But more importantly, what I am really intrigued about is is his uh, challenge. That I, I guess is it a self imposed challenge that you're doing, or or did somebody? Bet you some money on this uh, new man, new market, one man or build, watch me build a team and a new market with no money.
0: Yeah, you no know, money. Right. Uh, so wh- I, I wanted to do it. Right. Because I have a lot of new students and people that watch me. So I am uh, I think I tell them to do what I'm doing. Like I show them and yeah. I don't I'm not saying I don't see a lot of action, but I, I, I think they're skeptical. Right. Even if I show them like, hey, this is how you do it. And for me, I'm like, let me show, let me show them how to do it. Like this, this works. You just have to put in the effort and the time. So it was mainly, it was me. And I also have a, someone in my company that wanted to do it too, that I just brought on. And it was like, Hey, l- let me show you. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what what it's been with me, but like, even when I did door to door sales, like there's a lot of managers that would just go say, all right, everybody go knock. And then they would just sit back at the offense and hang out, but I would go knock and I would lead by example. And when I follow anyone, I want to say, are they even legit? Like, do they actually know what they're talking about? So that's why I'm doing it is because I want people to know that like, I'm legit. I'm not just like talking out of my butt, you know?
1: Yeah. There's nothing like doing it live too. It's uh it's a little RJ baitish. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. so.
1: Yeah, no, so, not as yeah. cool as
0: that guy. He, he, RJ Bates, pretty cool guy. I'm not I'm not there yet, but I'll, I'll be there. Hopefully. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Humble brag. I borrowed these questions from the book, A Tribe of Mentors. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to get to know Nathan a little bit more, but it also gives us uh, the audience time to participate in, co- in the comment section. So if you're hearing this and everything is coming out clear and the video is coming out clear. Could you please do me a huge favor? Just give me a quick thumbs up or just a comment so that I know that you can hear us. okay? that would that would help us out a lot. It also helps out with the algorithm. okay? so uh, let's. So, Nathan, what are one to three books that um, you give out either as gifts or one to three books that have impacted your personal life or your business for our readers, our, our audience, our listeners?
0: Uh, I really like the slight edge. I don't know if you've heard of the people in the audience have heard about it, but it just talks about taking little, little actions daily that, uh, basically consist of like the end up having great things happening from small actions. And that's really helped change my life and being consistent. Right. Uh, cause, cause you, you don't see the results immediately. Uh, so, so the Slide edge is great. Traction is another book. I got all my books over there. Um, that's a great book on how to structure your business how to build a team how to run meetings like in the daily how like it's a great book traction is uh, is Uh, a great book to on how to run your business. And then uh, another one is how to win friends and influence people is another great one. I think it's uh, been a goal of mine to be interested in people. And to be in the past, when I was younger, I was like, I don't care about small talk. I don't want to talk to just some random person. And I don't care about that. That was kind of like my mentality. But now it's like, hey, everybody's got an amazing story. Even if you sit down with your grandma or grandpa, and you're like, hey, tell me, you know, just ask good questions, right? Be interested. They'll tell you some crazy stuff. But as a kid, you don't really do that, right? It's your grandma and grandpa. I never really dived in deep on, you know, tell, tell me about your life, right? But, uh, yeah,
1: that's that's those are three books that really helped me out. Yeah, those are great books. If you see me typing or if I look it away, it's only because I'm taking notes on what you're saying. Just Yeah, of uh, course. No problem. Okay, cool. Uh, what purchase of $100 or less um, that you would be willing to share that has impacted your business or – personal life, right? Or an app or a tool that you use every day in the business, hundred bucks or less. Uh,
0: I purchased a lot of, uh, books that have helped me plan, uh, planning books. Like I, I, am just thinking of one, right? So I, I, uh, got a book, um, that was, uh, it was like how to plan, how to plan your life out. And then I, I made my own planner from like, cop, not copying, but like trying to learn from its ways. So I plan out my life by 90 days. I, then I plan every week and then I plan every day. And then I write a letter for myself a year from now so I can see, okay, like this is where I'm going. So uh, planning is huge and you can like get planners for so cheap. And uh, really if you want to accomplish, in my opinion, anything, you got to know where you're going. So I would say planners. That's good advice. All right.
1: Um, is there a specific failure or setback that you can think of failure, right? Other people may have thought it was a failure. Uh, but somehow you turned it around and, uh, it, it, uh, it changed the way you do business. It changed your life. And now it's like one of your, the foundations of who you are.
0: You know what's really tough for me to think about failures, uh, because uh, everything is is a stepping stone, right? Like like for example, when I wrestled in high school, I was uh, I started freshman year, I, I was terrible, right? Um, and then I just kept going, I didn't give up, and then I got better and better every year, and then eventually placed in state my senior year, got third, not first, but you know, still decent. And uh, you know, so it's I would say maybe losing in wrestling sucked, and not winning the state championship sucked, but. Uh, in all reality, it's all good. So it's – I don't really know. I would just say every every failure is okay because it, it impacts you and helps you learn. Like I just lost money on a deal, unfortunately. I had a seller finance deal. Everyone talks about seller finance deals are so great. They're not great if you don't structure them right. And a lot of things can't happen if you're not – like you're not – good. <laughs> not that you're not good. Sure. I, I had structured the deal and it had made sense, but the market shifted in my, my area of Salt Lake City. So the values really dropped. So I had given a down payment to a seller. He was supposed to use it to fix up the property. He didn't fix up the property, didn't move out. And so a lot of that trust that I, I gave to him was like, hey, I trust that you're going to use this. You're signing an agreement that you're going to use this money to fix up the house. I trust that you're going to get it out. He, none of that happened. So failures like that That sucks to lose money, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you learn from everything. Am I ever gonna give a seller a down payment and let him stay in the property? Probably not. Like, no, that's not a good idea. So anyway, failures don't can't think of one, but everything is good. It helps out in the
1: end. That last one that we were talking about was that a a novation deal?
0: No. So it was a seller. It was a creative deal. So the the seller owed like two hundred thousand dollars on their mortgage at the time the house as is was worth like 520, 550. So, uh, as is, so we got it under contract for 550, put a little like 20 K down. And we were like, Hey, use this 20 K that we're giving you down to fix up this property. And if we, and then when we sell it, when we resell the property, it will be worth 600, 620. And then anything we make above 600 that we sell, we'll split it. So the incentive was like, Hey, fix it up. You said you would, you've signed an agreement and, uh, because he wanted more money. So he said, this is how we can get you more money. Sure. Fix it up and we can sell it. And what ended up happening is he took the money, didn't fix up the house, Ugh. didn't move out when he's supposed to. And then it's like my the house value dropped from uh, 550 as is to like 450 as is. So he didn't fix up the house and the market went down. So now it's like, well, we owe 520. We already gave him 20, so it's, we're in 500 and he didn't do anything. Now if he would have fixed it up, probably would have been fine. If he would have been quicker, we would have been fine before the market shifted. All this stuff happens and it's unfortunate, but uh, it was a creative deal. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Terrible. Terrible idea. Yeah, yeah don't don't partner with uh, people and like you have to, if I had to go back, I'd say, "Okay, you're not getting all the money down if you're going to fix up the house. We're going to give you a certain amount after every project you complete. That's what we'll do. Instead of just giving it to him in a lump sum. I well, that was dumb. You know, I'm young. I'm 30, I'm 31. Uh, maybe I should have known, but, uh, I trusted the guy and
1: that's, that's what happens, you know? So, um, could looking at it now, could you have structured it to where now he transferred title, right? It's it a seller. Final. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we title. owned
0: it. Yeah, we, we owned it. But the thing was, um, we had a short balloon as well because we were like, hey, by the time he fixes it and we can sell it, it'll be quick, right? The market was hot then. It was the market shifting and then him not doing his part that really kicked kicked us in the butt. And I could have evicted him because he didn't do what he said. But I also, in my back of my mind, like I, I didn't want to evict somebody and that had no money that, you know, put him out nowhere. I just didn't feel good about this one for some reason. So I just, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things on this deal. But that was a failure
1: yeah learning lesson okay cool all right so uh if you could have a massive billboard okay seen by millions of people daily um what would that billboard say
0: uh that's that's a great one uh probably wouldn't have to do anything with work it'd probably just be like something like stay consistent um like take action stay take action and stay consistent because I believe, like, no matter what you do in life, whether you're going to the gym, jujitsu, whatever you're trying to improve, weight, this is what you got to do. You got to take action, stay consistent. And if I had a billboard and I didn't care about money uh, in this scenario, I'd just like to do something to help people, you know,
1: know what they need to do in life. Cool. All right. Uh, now that you've said that, take action, stay consistent. Uh, any quotes that you personally live by? I'm uh, not a big quote guy. I, I, at the top of my head i probably
0: wouldn't be able to just rip out a quote but i i do have a lot of quotes that i read um so quotes i live by uh, love love one another you know love everybody cool
1: okay um what is a uh, unusual or absurd thing that you do that you really really love that most people wouldn't wouldn't pay you for uh
0: i like to go birding my me and my wife like to look at birds and take pictures of birds. I actually like to play a, a game called Wingspan, which is a birding game. It's, it has like you l- little eggs, and you play. It's a card game, and it's a game on my Switch. So I enjoy that a lot. It's really relaxing. It's fun. So I like birds. Yeah,
1: birds that's cool. Amazing. Yeah, I yeah, we'll paid you for that. All right, um, last one. So, what advice would you give to someone uh, is just-, just entering into our profession? right? Or let's just say they're, they're fresh out of school, maybe fresh out of college, and they want to become a real estate investor uh, like you or I. What What's the uh, first bit of advice that you'd give them? I, I think I would let them know it's like,
0: hey, look, this industry that you're going into, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, right? And a lot of the gurus or people they watch, they might see big checks and they might see like flashy cars and stuff. But that's not what I'm about. And, and, and showing that stuff gets people interested, right? But what I'm telling people is like, hey, you want that stuff, you gotta work hard, you gotta be consistent, and you gotta take action. It's not like you can make five calls to uh, a seller and you get, you get a deal. Sometimes you can, like some people get lucky, but I think that's like a curse most of the time if you get a deal that quick because then you're like, oh, it should be that easy. It, it's not. You know, you got to you got to take a lot of work. So if you're new, my advice to you is this is great work, but it is work. It's not like you can quit your job to come here to a passive industry like it's it's not very passive. Even people that are landlords have to deal with toilets, They have to deal with tenants. It, it's it, it, there's a lot of
1: work involved. Yeah, absolutely. man. Great answer. OK. All right, so we've given the algorithm enough time. Uh, I appreciate your answer to those questions. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, man. So you've built a very, very successful business, and now you've also uh, built and are continuing to build uh, a successful coaching program for people that that want to learn uh, wholesaling. So if I was... um, a new student, right? I'm brand new and I'm coming to you as my mentor. I am your mentee. What's the first bit of advice you tell me uh, in terms of me getting my wholesale business started? What do I got to start doing?
0: Great question. That's the amazing thing about this this uh, this 30-day challenge is I'm actually doing it, right? So I, I, I'm actually going through the course that I would tell someone to do and uh, and what that is is you have to master... Uh, well, there's a lot right so but the first thing is like mindset right you got to get your mind right be sure you're ready to take the action right because I, I see a lot of people that want to get into this and I know mindset is like you know that's the buzzword everyone's like rolls their eyes when they talk about mindset but really getting the mind right and being under, understanding that you gotta you got to take action daily but once we get past mindset I would say mastering a, one market and finding buyers I know that that was three things but I'll just say those three if you want to get started Be prepared get your mind right master one market don't try to do everywhere in the united states and understand your market through networking with buyers that's the i would say that's the most important thing
1: cool okay let's dissect that a little bit um how do you identify and i know again these are conversations that you and i we we, we probably know we probably uh high level stuff but if 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 we're talking to somebody brand new identify the market that they want to be in what is the best market for them to be in um how did you do it
0: yeah so usually the best market to be in is your backyard if you live in a place that has enough investor activity so there's a lot of investor uh softwares like they have batch leads privy you can go there and see how many flips have happened in the last year or what are active flips so that's how i picked my market i used privy the software to uh say okay where in the united states right now is there a lot of investor activity because if there's a lot of investor activity, I'm able to wholesale deals, right, or flip deals or, or, or do. So that's, that's how you would uh, determine. But if you're um, – so I went to Atlanta, and it's kind, of, it's kind of obvious. Like if there's a large population or a major metro, there's a lot of flips going on because flippers only want to flip properties or work in areas where there's a lot of movement, right? Like a lot right. of people are going there. Um, so if you're in South Dakota or Billings, Montana, or like in the middle of like, not that big there's of a population, then it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I would say a lot more difficult to be consistent, uh, but some people do it, but for me, I got to go major Metro all day. Uh, that's, that's what I would say.
1: Yeah, that's what we're preaching right now too. Um, and you know, it, 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 you could have gotten away with it um, during COVID because people were going into rural areas to get away from the Metro uh areas but like try doing that right now and it's not going to work uh yeah. investors not very little investor activity so we want we want metro that's what we're, we're teaching everybody that we're working with to stay stay in the big cities okay so uh backyard and um so what is the market that you that you're and we're going to go into the, your challenge but like what is the market that you you really like and the market that you tend to focus most of your attention on
0: so uh, Salt Lake City is m- mainly because I live here is where I've done most of my deals, but I uh, so Salt Lake City, Utah in this challenge. I'm going to Atlanta. Uh, it's not so much an area that I've done a lot of deals. I've done deals there, but not focused. So but yeah, Salt Lake City would be it. Uh, the one that I, I like and I because I know it right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so your audience and people that watch you and they've seen you grow, are they also, these are the same people that can bring you opportunities and are currently bringing you opportunities? Is that something that happens because of, of the following that you have?
0: Yes. That's, that's mainly how I try to get my deals is through networking because uh, I know how to do all the marketing strategies. I've done them all. They've all been... Decent at times, right? They they all change with time. Like texting was hitting hard, you know. Then pay per click. You know, they all ebb and flow. So for me, I was like, "Mm, you know what? I've ran the business of having the acquisitions managers, the leads managers, the disposition. Like I know how to run all that. I want to try. I want to do something different, and that's run really lean and get deals with little to no marketing spend. So that's that's another reason why I want to show people how to do it is uh, through the challenge.
1: Got it. Okay, so walk me through the challenge. Thirty days. What are we doing? Doing it, and uh, let's say somebody wants to replicate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the goal: is for people to watch it uh, step by step and replicate it. So, I go I go to an area that I've not don't have existing relationships in. Well, I actually do do in Atlanta because I just know people, but I'm I'm mainly going to an area where I'm not don't have like a big buyers list or uh, leads. Uh, that I use and and no money, right? So a new, I, I'm replicating a new investor, right? Like yeah. a brand new noob, and uh, and that's how I started out. I was like, I had no money when I first started with my business partner. We just started knocking doors, right? So I can't knock doors. I'm not in Atlanta. So the next best thing is like virtual driving for dollars, and uh, so so I'm going to this area, right? And I pick an area. So I picked where I, I actually grew up in Marietta, Roswell, Georgia in, in Atlanta. Don't know. I didn't know anything about real estate until a couple of years ago. So I, it's not like that's giving me an edge. I just most people pick an area because they they like there's something about it. Right. They grew up there. They know the area. They like it. So I picked it and my first day I uh, set up my systems. Right. So uh, I understand that if I want to be consistent and I want to get deals, I need to reverse engineer, I need to walk backwards, how many calls, how many contracts, how many offers I need to make. So I have a calculator that actually you can put your numbers in and say, hey, I want to make a million dollars this year. Okay. So how many calls would I need to do every day? How many offers would I need to make? So I did that the first day. I, w- I I figured out, okay, what do I need to do to get one to two deals this month? All right. So I worked it back. Now I know what I need to do. I set up my KPI tracker. Most CRMs have KPI trackers, like where you can track stuff. I don't have a CRM in this challenge at the moment because that costs money. and So I'm just using a Google uh, – what is that? Form to to fill it out. Um, So I set up all that. And that was pretty much day one was just getting prepared, setting the goals, figuring out the actions I needed to take, and getting my KPI tracker. Because really I think things that a lot of investors struggle with and even I struggle with is keeping track – of what you're doing, your actions, right? You Sometimes you just want to go and do it. You don't want to track it. But tracking right. is so important because if it's not measured, it can't be, uh, you know, improved, right, because you don't right. know what you're doing. So did that. And then the just second to, day
1: slow down real, real quick,
0: yeah, yeah. of course.
1: Um, so let's go over what a K, what what, uh, you know, again, for the brand new person, KPI trackers, what does KPI stand for um, and what does it track? Yeah, key
0: performance indicators, right? So key performance indicators are specific things you have to do in order to achieve a goal, right? So your key performance indicators would be things that uh, would help you get a deal, right? So if you if you start the challenge and you say, hey, I want to get one deal this month, that's great that you want to get one deal. But that's like saying I want to lose – I want to be – right now let's say, for example, I weigh 180 and I want to weigh 160. That's like me starting my 30-day challenge. To goal to get to 160, and just saying I want to get to 160. Well, that's great. You want to get to 160, but what are you gonna do about it? Right. Y- you saying that doesn't help you get there, and that's kind of what happened on the 30-day challenge. It's like, okay, I want to get one deal, but so does everybody, right? That's right. not gonna help me get there. So I had to reverse engineer what I needed to do with KPIs in order to hit that goal. So the KPIs that I know I need to hit are, okay, how many calls do I need to make a day? How many offers do I need to make? How many comps do I need to comp? How many properties do I need to actually look at? Um, how many buyers do I need to talk to? Right. So these are specific things that if I do not hit every day, I'm probably going to be off track on hitting my num my goal. Right.
1: And this but- was to to generate a million dollars in income for the year.
0: No, no. So I, that was just an example in this oh, okay. challenge because I, I, I got no money. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I'm making a million dollars with no money. Right. If you want to get there and scale, you're going to have to spend some money, some marketing dollars. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this this challenge, what I did was I I figured out if you want about one or two deals a month, you're going to make about three hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. So what I did is 360 in a year. So that's one to two deals. And then I just found out what that would be for the month. What would that be for each
1: day? Yeah, if you're doing one to two deals a month, share, are you are you yeah. willing to share that? So let's say two to. What? Uh, how many calls would somebody have to make per day?
0: Yeah, let me let me let me give that to you really quick. So I have I have the sheet out here, right? Because this is. A, I, I think I have an idea. I, I
1: I'm just curious to hear. Uh, uh a daily. Oh, let's see. Is that okay if I look at it really quick? Okay.
0: So yeah, gonna, yeah. That means. So right here, this says that uh, in order to get, um, let's see, calls, opportunities, offers, contacts, conversations, let's see. You know what's interesting? My This spreadsheet that I'm looking at right now actually doesn't talk about calls. It talks about okay. opportunities, how many opportunities. It says you need 10 leads a day, and it, it says you need uh, five opportunities. So in order to get an opportunity, you'd probably need to talk to like uh, 10, 10, 10 people you need to talk to 10 sellers to get an opportunity so you probably need to talk to 50 people a day that's or, or make 50 calls a day that's probably around
1: that uh, where you need to be 50 50 calls or 50 actual fix so i think uh it'd be more like 50 connects right 50 legitimate conversations would then I, get I would a- say 50, i'd say 50 calls because i mean
0: as much as i'd like to to say you could have 50 connects in a day it's probably not yeah, okay. uh, that realistic, at least for me, because um, out of out of 50 calls, you'll probably connect with 20 people. So I would say in according to the numbers that I have here, I'd say if you can do 50 calls a day, you'll have about uh, 10 to 20 conversations. And those ten to 10, 10 to 20 conversations will translate to opportunities, which will
1: translate to appointments and offers. So Got that's it. where I'm at
0: i might okay. i might be off on my numbers what do you what do you have what are your numbers for that
1: um so i'm always i'm always look, looking at about a 20 to 30 percent capture right mm-hmm. all right so and only because i came from like i'm a little bit older than you so like I, I started in the, in, as a real estate broker, a real estate agent in the late, uh, late nineties. Mm-hmm. And so all we had were phones. That was it. We were just, you either paid, did paid, uh, magazine ads or billboards or whatever, or phones. So all I did was phones. So a lot of my numbers are based on, on just cold calling or, or, or doing that. So I would assume that about 30, 30, Thirty percent capture rate is is so if we need fifty actual contacts, then I'd say okay. I, we used to coach people. You'd need about 150 calls. So 150 okay. calls will get you about 50 conversations. Out of those 50 conversations, you'd get about 10 to 15 uh, potential opportunities. And then out of those 10 to 15 percent, uh, 10 to 15 opportunities, two to three deals. Like it's always like a 20 to 30 uh, percent filter filter through rate. Yes,
0: That's, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that sounds right. But from my experience, it's just, uh, to have a hundred.
1: Are, are we talking yeah, a crazy. dialer?
0: Are we talking? Yeah, no, yeah, you have
1: to use like a triple or okay. a 10 dialer, but then that costs money and you're yeah. doing it with no money.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. If you're, if you have a dialer, yes, a hundred percent, you can hit yeah. those numbers. But if you're hand dialing and it's one by one. I used to do it. Yes. I, I yeah. know what it's like. It's 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 a grind, right? So fifty yeah. to hundred, hundred and fifty on a hand dial a day. Oh,
1: yeah, Man. so it was brutal. My, my... I'd be in the corner, it's it was dark, I'd just be dialing, dialing for dollars. Now you talked about virtual uh, driving for dollars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you uh, since we're talking about mobile systems that don't require money, you're just using Google Maps or how are you doing it? So...
0: So right now I use I'm using Batch Leads on a free trial. The yeah. the batch right. is helping me sponsor the uh, the event, the challenge. Uh, cool. the challenge. So yeah. I am able to use their their service uh, on a, a free trial. That's right? awesome. So that's what I would do. Yep. Now, uh, really like if you if you want to do it like uh, for free, like and, and not have it on a trial all the time, because you're gonna run out of credit cards that you can put it on, right? Um, for the free trial uh, you, uh, yeah, driving for dollars, uh, you could do Google and then you could just look at the, uh, Google maps and look at the, uh, what's it called? Um, the address, if the house looks bad and then write it down. But really, I I think to efficiently and effectively do virtual, you'd probably have to get like an app, like a software, like, okay. So you probably have to pay some money for that.
1: Got it. And so when you, when you're doing it, have you, have you, um, are you doing that in Atlanta right now in the new market you're going after?
0: Yeah, so so my goal was when I first got to Atlanta was establish the systems, find buyers, understand what people are buying and what they're paying, find a title company, and then now that I know what my buyers want, go find it for them. So I got in touch with the hedge fund that's buying aggressively still in Atlanta, and I have their buy box. I know exactly what they want. So now it's really easy for me to go to the areas they want and find a deal or even leverage other people that are on – Facebook, other platforms, and say, hey, bring me those deals. I have a buyer. I'll help you. I'll close the deals. I'll comp them, right, and leverage my skill set instead of just me just being all by myself for 30 days.
1: Okay, so a couple things. One, if someone does have a property or a deal that they're working in um, Atlanta in that market, mm-hmm. could they potentially bring it to you, and then you could sell it to the, uh, to the uh, hedge fund? The hedge fund?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay, cool.
1: So that's kind of that's
0: the ch- that's the goal, right? Because if you, in this challenge if you said Nate, just go to an area, pick one area, master it and then you got to get a deal by just cold calling for 30 days. I don't think that's the most efficient way to get a deal for me, right? Because that's just one man. But I know with my skill set, and I think if if people learn the right way, they can also use their skill set. Like, okay, I know what a deal is. I have great buyers. I know how to analyze deals. Let me position myself to the market, the people in my area, that I they can come to me and I can analyze deals. I can bring it to the finish line and help them out, right? Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of like what this challenge is for me. It's like. um, leveraging other people because you know there's an army of people that want to learn how to do this so why not leverage their ability to go and i just i'll even help close the deal i'll even uh talk to the sellers even if they're motivated i will talk to them right uh even if you don't have it under contract and that that's kind of where i'm at right now in the challenge and it's only been five days so we're moving pretty
1: fast. That's awesome, man. Okay. Uh, you just talked about a hedge fund. Some people don't know what a hedge fund is. Uh, why don't we, why don't we, uh, and, and again, some of this might be rudimentary. Uh, I'm assuming though that for somebody who's watching this, they, they don't know that. So walk us through what a hedge fund is. Um, and if you're willing to share how you were able to find them Of course. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, let's just talk about that. So, hedge fund, I don't
0: know the exact definition of the hedge fund. I just know they're a corporation that raises money, capital from other people that don't need to find the deals and they place their investments and give people a return. So, this hedge fund uh, is is using people's funds and giving them a return and placing their money in real estate. So, uh, they're buying aggressively. I don't know how much money they have, probably a lot. So, uh, instead of them, that hedge fund, hiring a huge acquisition team, which they probably have, they're also leveraging us to bring them deals, right? By paying sure. us wholesale fees. So that, that's what a hedge fund is. It's just a, let's just say it's a company or corporation that's uh, looking for deals and they're an end buyer for us.
1: Yeah, and you can find uh, a list of, of hedge funds on the, on the web. And I mean, you've got the even banks that are slowly, so, I mean, Chase just announced not too long ago that they want to get into real estate as well. You know, not, not... And and I don't mean real estate in the traditional sense of them lending people money, but I mean yeah. real estate in the tra- in the sense of they want to own property now. They yeah. want to turn into landlords, a la Blackstone and a few other really large hedge oh, wow. funds. Um, okay, so uh, how did you uh, how did you meet them? Um, how did you come into contact with them? So if I if I'm someone who's interested in, hey, look, I'd like to see if I can find a hedge fund who's buying in my backyard. Uh, how were you able to make that connection? Right. So so
0: through. Before I have a bunch of hedge funds list, right? But I, I can't use that that stuff during this challenge. I got to start all fresh. So <laughs> that's cool. I, I I had to find a, a hedge fund, and I wasn't really even looking for a hedge fund. What I did is I called. Title companies that were investor friendly title companies in Atlanta, and uh, I started asking them, "Hey, look, I'm looking. I'm brand new to the area. I'm an investor from Salt Lake, and I'm very transparent, right? So, hey, I'm from Salt Lake, but I'm brand new in Atlanta. I'm looking for buyers to work with and bring you business. Do you know any buyers that are buying currently that I can, uh, you know, wholesale some deals to, or even find them deals? So I, I." I I made two calls, right? I called this one guy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not giving you that info, or I, I don't know, whatever." You know, he. I didn't really like the guy. He didn't vibe with me. He just seemed like annoyed with me. But I made another call to a, a title company, and I found these title companies online. I just typed in "investor friendly title companies online," and they, I found a list. And I called. She had a good conversation. And uh, I said, Hey, who are, your, who are your top buyers right now? And she said, This title com- uh, sorry, this hedge fund right now is buying the most deals right now. Uh, here's their buy box and here's their info. So then I emailed them a deal that I found. My second day, I got a house under contract uh, that I found on market. Got it under contract. I sent it to the hedge fund because it met their criteria as far as I was concerned. Sent it to them. They said, oh, No, we're actually looking for lower price properties. So by sending them a deal, I already, now I know. Deeper, what they want. They came sure. back. They told me they want DeKalb County, Henry County, Clayton County. So I, now I know exactly what counties they want. I know exactly what they 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 want, uh, like criteria, beds, bass, all that. Now I got to find it, and I got to leverage the the people all over the world, the nation that are interested in work, or that are even working the area. Say, hey,
1: bring me those deals. Let's let's make some money. Well, okay, you just you you just gave away some. For,
0: for the that's people, it, that are that's it, man. That's how you yeah. do it. Like, yeah. with no money, that's how you do it. If you have money, you have experience, and yeah, pay for a pay-per-click campaign and try to close some deals. But this is exactly, in my opinion, I'm using my time, so I think it's worth it. That's what I, that's yeah. how you do it,
1: right? So, you call the title company, title company, tells you to who they believe or who they obviously it's of record who's purchasing all these properties. You reach out to them, you had uh, you, you brought them value. By bringing them a, a deal that you locked up. Now, did they have a problem with the property being on the market? Because some of these hedge funds won't buy properties that are on the market.
0: Uh, I I told them straight up. I was like, hey, this is deal meets your criteria, but it's on the market. And I have it below list price. Is that something you would move forward with? And they said they just told me, like, why it didn't meet their criteria? criteria. They itself. actually bought in a different part of Atlanta. So that's why they didn't want it. Okay. So that but I, I feel like me submitting a legit deal I had, even though I, I didn't. It wasn't a deal after I, I looked deeper into it. The the agent had told me that the ARV was five fifty. Mm-hmm. So I got it three nine.
1: Oh, did I lose you?
0: Kind of fluffed it up. So I went back to the agent and said, Hey, I gotta renegotiate. We got the seller down like twenty five K off of that, but still wasn't a deal because I needed to be at two ninety. So anyway, I'm just saying getting that deal from the agent, even though it took me some time, it enabled me to submit a real deal to a hedge fund so they could give me some actual good feedback. So now it's, it, it worked out, right? I, I know deeper, like they know I'm legit and um, yeah, anyway.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So we've gone over some of the numbers. We talked a little bit about uh, how you were able to find the hedge fund. Um, you're doing virtually. Uh, driving for dollars. And uh, are you going after on-market stuff or, or are you uh, go attacking any of the off-market stuff during this challenge?
0: So, so what the, the strategy that I have to do uh, to be most efficient in this challenge is I'm going to have to uh, go on market, right? Cause it's free right on market. I'm going to have to leverage other wholesalers deals Right. I'm going to oh, have to get right. on wholesalers' lists and, and talk to them, and say, Hey, can I bring this to my buyers? And I'm not just going to stick with the, 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 the hedge funds. Right. Like I'll find, I'll find more buyers in that area, but I'm going to have to leverage other people's deals. Cause when you have a limited budget in a short amount of time, you, you can't go and do everything. Right. So you got to leverage the people that are out there. So on market, uh, JV, uh, JV deals, making offers on wholesalers' deals in behalf of buyers that I have uh what else um dri- driving for dollars right that's cheap so those are like the uh four strategy, the four strategies that i'm going to be doing and then when people come to me and say hey mate i want to work can you help me out i'm going to tell them to call FISBOs in the area that uh, the 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 hedge funds buy in, and i'm going to tell them to call landlords who have properties for rent and call them and say hey i know you got this house to rent what do you think about buying it, it selling so those are the f- six ways that this challenge, I'm going to find a deal. And, uh, you know, that I think those are pretty efficient ways. I, if that's I was great, there, I'd probably man. knock some doors, but that's, that's pretty much what I'm going to do.
1: Uh, this is good. This is good stuff. Okay. So you just talked about JVs. And again, for someone who's brand new, they may not, they think they're thinking junior varsity, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, no. Talking. Yeah. We're talking, uh, joint ventures. All right. So, uh, what's a JV? Um, how are you finding your joint venture partners, your JV partners? Um, and I, it's, it's awesome. And it's brilliant that you've got wholesalers in that area that are feeding you the deals. Right. Um, so yeah. So, uh, how do you, how are you getting on these lists? Number one, uh, mm-hmm. and how are you convincing them to, to all these deals, which isn't that right. go, anyway, go ahead. Right. Great. Great question. So
0: I, uh, I have a list, uh, I, that I made and, Actually, before the challenge, when my mentor said, Hey, I know you're going to go on Facebook. Here are all the Facebook groups throughout the United States uh, per state of all the investor groups that are there. Right. So wow. I'm using That's that. Awesome. Right. Like that took that saved me some time. But now I know every va- uh, investor group in Atlanta. So I can go there and I can use uh, look at deals. I can, uh, you know, reach direct messages to people on Facebook. I can say, Hey, like, I have great buyers in the area. Would you be open to uh, doing a, a JV with me if I brought you a buyer? Most people will say yes if you bring them a buyer, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's that's one. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the platform Investor Lift, but uh, you can also go to Investor Lift and see wholesale deals that uh, are out there currently, and just call and say, "Hey, look, I, I have some great buyers. Are you open to me bringing someone?" They're going to say yes if you, as long as you don't blast their deal out like to your list and. Like that's, that's not my strategy either. Right. I'm not trying to just get a giant buyer's list and blast it out. Like my goal is to get five to 10 solid relationships and bring deals to buyers that I know. So, uh, that's, that's how you get JV deals. So Facebook groups, uh, let's see investor lift. Um, how would I get on people's Facebook, sorry, uh, buyers, um, wholesalers buyers list. I would go on these Facebook groups and I would say, Hey, I'm a new buyer in the area. Put me on your list. Start emailing me, and uh, you know that's how you get on buyers list. You just t- t- say you're a buyer, and a bunch of people just start throwing you on their their email list. So, what do, what do you say the rest- to the
1: uh, to the people who are posting their properties on these groups or even on InvestorLift? Now, as a buyer, uh, I know that as a as a uh, as a wholesaler or as a as a seller, um, it, it you have to pay to use Investor Lift. But as yeah. Or does it cost anything to go in there
0: and browse no, no you can browse right now so if we just went on there we'd see all the deals so my goal would be to go on investor lift and just see in the specific area of Decab Clayton you know what we talking what we're talking about uh, what deals would be there i'd call the the wholesaler and i'd say hey look uh, hey i love what you guys are doing i'm a wholesaler too i actually have a specific buyer in this area that i think would be would love this property i'm not going to blast this deal out to 100 like thousands of buyers that's not high roll would you be open to uh, JVing on this if I brought you a buyer? And they'll probably say, well, you know, if we wholesale it. We don't want to split it 50-50, uh, right. you know, with you. Then I would say, hey, look, I get that. If you, don't, if you can't find a buyer, let's split it 50-50. And if you do and I have the best offer, let me just throw my fee on top. So it's a win-win situation uh, sure. whether we split it or, and they can't find anybody or if they do and I still give them the best offer and I just make a couple, couple Gs on top.
1: Right. Bottom line is, it's still a form of outreach. So, I mean, at right, the end right. of the day, whether you're going direct to, to seller or direct to agent, negot- um, not negotiating, but partnering up and doing your outreach with other wholesalers, uh, you know, it makes a difference, right? Especially if you got a buyer.
0: Yeah. Like if anyone called me and said, if I had a deal that, like, hey, Nate, if I can bring a buyer that's your best offer to this deal, would you work with me? Of course. That's one right. more... Person that's going to be working this deal, and that uh, that ups the odds of me being able to wholesale. I have no problem with anyone that wants to wholesale anything I have or throw their fee. The thing that most people have problems with are they. All you do is you put it on your list, you blast it out, then it gets confusing. Right. So, but if you have those relationships and it's like, hey, let me make some calls, my people, go ahead, call your people. I don't, I don't care. Right.
1: I never understood the wholesaler that says I don't want to split the fee because at the end of the day, a hundred percent of nothing is still nothing.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. I,
1: I think it's because they think they're just going to blast it out and ruin their deal, right? Yeah, potentially. Okay. All right. So the JVs, that's, this is good information, man. So the, the, you're, you're covering some great ground. All right. So you're also calling the Forens, right? Yeah. Free. I think I think that's free. 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 Yeah. You hop on Zillow and you look at the for rents and you're calling the the people who have their properties for rent. Now, a lot of them, I, I mean, just, again, this is just based on my experience. A lot of them are property management companies and a lot of them are agents, but but uh, you're still looking for the, uh, the mom and pops that that are, that are managing their own stuff direct. And then you, you know, you see if they want to sell instead of leasing it out or renting it out. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Now these strategies that we're talking about, FSBO, Craigslist, uh, you know, for rents and that, that, that's, they're not as efficient. Uh, we know that, right. But the, the, if, if you're either, you, there's two things, you either have money or you have time, right? Like, you know, so it's, you have the time, you don't have the money, so you're gonna have to work really hard or you have the money. So you're able to spend and, and do other things with your time. Right. So uh, that's kind of where we're at right now in this challenge. Is like, I don't have money in this challenge. So I have time and I'm going to leverage other people who have time and I'm going to teach them along the way. And uh, that's, that's how we're going to learn. And that's how you learn in the beginning. I, I don't think anyone should start wholesaling with a $10,000, $20,000 marketing budget because if they start getting leads, they're going to blow – they're going to light them on fire because they don't know how to negotiate. Right. And I did that. My first first uh, couple months of wholesaling, they told me to mail, so I mailed $10,000 worth of mail and didn't get a deal. And that sucks, right? So. Yeah. That's that's what happens. So you have to either have time, you gotta hustle, or you have money. But I wouldn't even if you have money, I wouldn't recommend blowing it yet or spending it yet until you understand the flow.
1: Great advice. Okay, uh, we got ten more minutes. So let's talk a little bit about uh, painless coaching, right? And if you guys haven't caught it yet, his last name is Payne. P A Y N E. Painless. Coach, right. right? Um, I like the uh, the play on words. Um, so how let's give it a plug how do people find you uh what is the website um and uh let's hear some uh, recent success stories man
0: yeah of course so investorthrive.com is uh the website uh so if you go there you can pull you can grab a bunch of free resources we give something out called the wholesaling noob starter pack we get for noobs it's okay i was a noob once everybody's a noob at something so we give that it's got Contracts, scripts, uh, courses, calculators—got everything you need to get going, right? Because I, I, there's too many people that come and they say, "I want to learn," and then I say, "Okay, you you want to join the mentorship?" They don't have the funds or they don't, they're not ready to invest. So I say, "Hey, sure. you need—I can't leave you with nothing." Here, here you go. Get started. get get, get to work. So that's where you can get that. Um, recent success stories, I just had one of my students, we just closed a $19,000 deal together in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, it was, was going to be a dud. It, the guy had a $2 million judgment on him that, that we were doing the deal. I'm not saying he couldn't have figured it out without me. He's, maybe he could, maybe he couldn't, but because I understood how to overcome those, I, uh, we got the attorney, attorney involved. They, got, they figured it out, got rid of it. Close the deal. There's a lot of ups and downs of that deal, but that's that was a win. It was his biggest check. We split it because he's in my program. It's 60-40. instead of a 50-50, He got sixty percent, so he made eleven thousand four hundred. I got the remainder. He's happy. Biggest check, so that's a win. Um, you know, another one of my students just did an eighteen k deal. Uh, yeah, so and it's not really. It's not anything I'm doing. These people are taking action, and I'm available and help there to help them, guide them along the way. Like it's hard for me to take credit for any of these guys that are working hard. Right. Cause in the end, when I, when I was doing my deals, when I was a noob, the coach didn't really do that much. Right. Like he, I was doing the work, but he was there to help me. So, uh, mentors, in my opinion, are there to kind of guide you and help you and make sure you're taking the right actions and not wasting your time, but they're not going to make you call. They're not going to make you do the, the activities that's on you. So, uh, I I want people to be aware that whoever they work with, um, it's you know it's not like a magic you pay 5k and it's done right or whatever the right. the fee is. Right. Yeah. I paid for a lot of coaching and I've never expected the coach ever 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 to do anything for me right because that's not how it works. I, I expect to network, to learn, to grow, to but that's nothing like I they owe me a deal right.
1: And you know you bring up a good point because you're still you're still. Uh, I've seen, you know, your participation in other in other events. You're still uh, hiring coaches. You're still going to these network events. You're still rubbing elbows with a lot of the people um, that are in our profession. So, like, you're still heavily investing in yourself by doing all of these things, you know, yourself.
0: Oh, I I think it's a never ending coaching for me. Mentorship is a never ending thing because you're all there's always someone one step at least one step ahead of you and i think you can always learn like i've spent a lot of money on mentorships and i attribute a lot of my success to mentorships like masterminds mentorships because you you get in rooms with other people that are more in a different part i would say more successful but it's really they're just at a different stage of life right different stage of the process um uh so you, you see what they're doing and you can mirror what they're doing right so if someone like, I'm not as far as ahead as most people, right? But if someone saw me that's brand new, they can say, Oh, look, Nate's going to this market. He found a title company, he found a buyer. Okay, now he's reverse engineering. Do that, right? That's yeah. exactly what you need to do. So it's just uh, mentorships are great.
1: I love it. Cool. All right. I'm going to check real quick before I let you go. Uh, some of the comments, I'm just hoping that I'm not going to get any background noise. Um, yeah, you're From the videos. So uh, I got a question from someone. <laughs> they wanted to hear what your cold calling pitch is like. Cold
0: calling pitch,
1: huh? Yeah. This is from Tiger Chung. Tiger tongue All it's right. Tiger Chung,
0: yeah. Oh, Tiger Chung. Yeah. Okay. So we can role play it. Cool. You want. All right. Yeah, let's do one. Okay. So I'll, I'll call you. Let's just say your name's John, right? Let's go. Okay. Hey, John, how's it going?
1: Uh, It's pretty good. How can I help you?
0: Good, good. Hey, uh, sorry to call you out of the blue like this. I'm calling because I uh, saw that your house might potentially be for sale. Not sure if you're,
1: you're open to selling at the moment. Uh, you know, maybe we might be. Oh, you're thinking about it? Well, you know, uh, we're thinking about leaving the state.
0: Oh, okay. Well, hey, uh, again, I didn't really get to introduce myself. I'm sorry. My name's Nathan Payne, and I'm calling just to see if we can chat about your property, see if I can make you an offer. That's kind of the purpose. I'm an investor, so I just want to see if uh, I could make you an offer on the property and see if we can buy it. Do you, do you have a couple minutes to talk, or did, did I catch you at a bad time?
1: Um, no, I, I can chat. You know, I, I was hopping on Zillow. Zillow says my property's worth probably about 400 right now, so I think... If I was to sell it, I'd be looking for like 415. I mean, is that is that something that you think you'd be able to swing?
0: Ooh, you know, that's a, I, I, if I were you, I'd probably want the exact same thing. So a lot of my offer really depends on uh, a couple variables, like, uh, you know, how soon you want to sell, uh, you know, with the condition of your home. So I, I'd have to ask you a couple questions. If you're okay, I just need about five to ten minutes to ask you some questions, and we can dive into it. Do you have that much time? Sure, yeah, let's talk. All right. Okay. Okay. Great. And then I would dive into it, right? So I've gotten the permission. We can keep going if you want.
1: Yeah. Um, I dude, honestly, we might end up having like a uh, um, uh, another session if you're open to it. Where we do like, I, I love doing role playing. Like, yeah, uh, I love
0: role playing. I think and, it's great.
1: And who can overcome the better objections. Yeah, uh, you, you know they have the the what is that the closing the clo- the the closing Olympics? Yeah, I've, I've heard about that, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I've i I wanted to see what what it's going to take to get to get on the stage, but anyway, that's 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 another uh, that's another conversation. So uh, yeah, you you handled it brilliantly, right? I mean, we can go, we could have broken it down way deeper. I think sometimes people tend to overcomplicate what yes. the scripts are. Yes, yes. And they yes. they think that there's this magic thing that we say when really it's just uh, asking questions, which is what you were doing. It's just asking the right questions, extracting the right information, and then in a way that makes sense to them, right? Exactly. That's, that's pretty much it.
0: I, I want to add to that. So I think a lot of newer investors want to They ask questions about what script, what do you say, because they get rejected a lot, right? So they think it's their problem. They think it's something they're saying that's wrong. It's not that's uh it, it you you might not be that good but it's the, the fact that you're calling alone is great right the, the, you're going to learn over time but it's it's not the script doesn't really matter if you call someone and say hey are you selling and they're they're selling that's it, right? Like, but most of the time people aren't selling and you're definitely not gonna be able to convince someone. If you call me on my couch while I'm hanging out with my wife, we're watching a movie, you call me and say, You wanna sell? Absolutely not. I'm not even thinking about that. Right. But if you uh so it's nothing there's nothing you can say to convince me or someone that has not thinking about it to sell, right? Right. I, I even ask people, I'm saying, Hey, look, I know you said you're What's my, what's your offer? Let me ask you this before I go into it. Were you even considering selling before I called you or uh, ha- have, have you been thinking about it, right? And if they're like, no, I wasn't considering it. I'm just open to your offer. Well, I'll say, look, I, I don't want to waste your time. Like, I, I am an investor. I'm-, I'm looking to move on a property, like, quickly. I don't want to waste your time and talk about your property all stuff if you're really not really selling, right? So right. You, ha- you have to find that out, too, because you'll waste your time with a lot of people who will be like, yeah, let me. Tell me your offer. Like, now let's find out. Are you really selling? Are you really moving? Because let's get this going if you are. So anyway, that's my right. advice on
1: yeah. calling. Great advice. You know, uh, we're running a little bit short on time. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I don't think we really talked about was the, uh, was the importance of follow-up. I, because, I, you know, it, it, just going into our CRM, and, and again, I just I use acronyms a lot, and, and so does Nathan. CRM is your customer relationship management software or contact relationship management software, whatever you want to call it. It's basically the way you organize all of your data and all of your stuff. And during this challenge, Nathan, you mentioned using just using a spreadsheet because most CRMs cost money. Right. Um, but when we go back and track... Our KPIs, which we talked about earlier, um, I can't tell you the number of opportunities that we've missed, not because we weren't uh, on, on point with our numbers, but just because we weren't good enough following up. You know, that's the, the fortune is in the follow up. It's said all the time. And if we're not following up enough, that's where we run into problems. So what's your follow up game like? Oof. You know what? CRMs as you're mentioning
0: it like they're they're key like if you want to make this a business you need you need to be able to have a CRM cuz you can set tasks for yourself you can yeah. set up follow up sequences that is so important right cuz if you start getting 20 30 leads plus Good luck remembering all that on a spreadsheet, right? I've never been able to do it. So my follow-up process has always been tasks, putting in certain stages or statuses. And everybody that is new to this, there's in CRMs, you can have specific stages, statuses, pipelines that you can put people in to help you remember, and even automated follow-up with texts and emails, which makes this extremely helpful. Because when you look at one guy who can follow up and call maybe... 50 let's say 50 to 100 people on a single line dialer the the email and the follow-up sequences can send out like thousands right so you need if you're going to do this the right way you need a crm to to build but that, that that would be my follow-up sequence it, uh, process it would just be uh having automation really help out because if you just following up by yourself you're going to miss out on a ton and yeah and you, you even miss out on a ton with the automation because then you get the responses and if you're not on top of it that yeah so anyway
1: yeah, and it never feels like getting the text message back saying I already sold the property. That's oh, the, one of the worst oh feelings in the world because you knew that you made contact with that person. So
0: your mind, your mind starts racing. You're like, man, uh, when did I miss it?
1: What, what, what did yeah. I do? Yeah, not good. Listen, I appreciate you doing this for, for, for our audience, man. It's it's mm. meant the world to me, and I, I know that there's people that are gonna see the value in this and they're gonna they're gonna implement um the stuff that you've been talking about and hopefully we can get you some some coaching clients too and some opportunities for you and we yeah, can all yeah. make money together
0: yeah that's the goal yeah hopefully we can get some people on the challenge it's absolutely free just watch it on my facebook group um uh, painless wholesaling group i'd love cool. to have everybody on there my goal is to help people
1: succeed so all right bud thanks for doing this man i need to take care Bye.